You're listening to The Spiritual Awakening Show. I go by Brent Spirit, and this is part 23 of the ongoing Kundalini Awakening series. Today's episode is a bit of a fun one, all about the Kundalini symbology that we have all around us, hidden in plain sight, often overlooked. I'm going to share a couple stories, including one of my favorites, about how I found the largest statue dedicated to Kundalini Shakti ever, once again, hidden in plain sight. Definitely the coolest thing I've ever found in my life. You can check out the other parts of this series for some useful ideas and tips to support you on your Kundalini Awakening journey. Today's episode is a bit of a fun one. The others, yeah, they're a bit fun, but they're a little bit more serious as well. I go in depth with some useful insights and information to help you navigate your journey safely and smoothly. The Kundalini process is very challenging. It's like a roller coaster. So it's important that we do our best to navigate with wisdom. And that's what I want to offer you in this series. So you can check that out on my YouTube channel here on the podcast, The Spiritual Awakening Show. You can also read the blog version on my website at brentspirit.com, where you can also find more free content just like this. So check that all out. Now, some of the symbols that I'll be sharing with you today, they come from throughout history, throughout the world. Admittedly, I'm not an expert. I'm not a historian. There may be different meanings that are attributed to some of these symbols that do not align with what I'm saying. So I'm just sharing some of my own ideas, some of the things that I've found through admittedly bare minimum research on online. If you'd like to go deeper into some of the, the meanings of what these symbols really represent, I invite you to do your own research as well. I'm just having some fun here today, so have some fun with me. But at the same time, use your discernment, use your skepticism, use your reason, and we can navigate that way. So along with my message here today, I've got a basic slideshow with some of the visuals to accompany what I'm sharing. You can see that slideshow on my YouTube channel. You can also visit my blog where I've got the images if you'd like to follow along with the visual. If not, that's okay too. It's not really necessary. The symbols are very simple. You're probably familiar with most of them. And if not, you can easily look them up online as you follow along. So with all that said, let's jump right into this. Enjoy the episode. Okay, so here's a photo I took of a really cute snake. So there's many reasons for why the snake represents the kundalini. In its dormant state, the kundalini lies coiled three times at the base of the spine, like a snake. And when it awakens, it moves up along the spinal column, weaving in and out of the seven chakras. As well, the spine itself, the spinal column itself, if you look at it through maybe like an x-ray, you can see that it's curved, just like a snake would be as well. Of course, if you've been following along with the series for a while, you've been following along with the topic of Kundalini in general, you must have seen the depictions of snakes and the connection with Kundalini. So this is maybe nothing new to you, but uh, stay with me. They're going to get into some interesting stuff as we go through this. Uh, the snake also represents the shedding of skin, which is, of course, a growth process. It's a healing process. It's, in a way, a death and rebirth process, which is what the Kundalini process is all about, of course. As well, the snake is also a powerful animal that can kill, and so it must be respected. Now, maybe not this snake. This is a cute little harmless California garter snake. But generally speaking, the snake is a symbol of, you know, a venomous animal that should be respected. Some of them aren't venomous, but they look like they, they, they imitate snakes that are venomous based on their stripes and colors and whatnot. So generally speaking, they should be respected. And this is one thing that 
I understood when I made the connection between snakes and Kundalini, just like how we respect a snake if we were to encounter them. We have to respect the Kundalini as well, recognizing her power, recognizing her ability to potentially make things very difficult for us if we don't treat her with respect, if we don't treat her with reverence, if we don't cooperate and surrender to the process. So just like snakes, Kundalini must be respected as well. So let's see, where does the serpent show up all around us? So here we have a symbol, you must have seen it. This is the classic caduceus symbol. So this symbol has two snakes intertwining around a winged rod. Symbol comes from Hermes, which is the messenger of the gods from the Greek mythology. So here we have two snakes, and this might represent maybe the major uh, nadis that are outside of the Sushumna nadi, which is the nadi that goes up the spinal column. On either side, there are two nadis as well, Ida and Pingala. And these are Sanskrit terms as well, by the way. Ida, Pingala, Sushumna. Nadis are channels, energetic channels within the system. So here in the Kadusha symbol, we have the snakes weaving around each of the seven chakras, finally meeting at the crown. So we have one point here, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then the crown. Of course, the crown here has wings representing that awakened, enlightened consciousness, like an angel, kind of like when you see um, a halo around a saintly person. It's representing the awakened crown, right? So the Kadusha symbol today is used to represent health and healing, and it shows up in healthcare. And of course, this points towards the power uh, to heal, the healing power of the Kundalini force. Here's a symbol uh, of the medical corpse of the uh, United States. They've used the Kadusha symbol to represent health, healing, and the medical field. This is a sculpture, sort of piece of artwork uh, that's found in uh, the health department and uh, the Department of Health and Wellness in Fulton County, Georgia. And this shows a man, I'm not sure exactly who that would be, but it's a man fighting off death with the Kadusha symbol, right? Warding off death, healing, right? Uh, maybe representing immortality in a way. So the medical field has appropriated this symbol to you and use it to represent healing, right? Now, some say that this is an erroneous uh, usage of the symbol, when in fact there is a, a another symbol that actually represents health and healing, which is uh, this one right here, which is the rod of... Asclepius, Greek, um, Roman, Greek. Uh, and uh, this symbol here has only one snake going off the rod as well. So this is another symbol that we see in the health field. And there's some some debate, some criticism about, you know, the quote-unquote mistake that was made using the Kadusha symbol, when in fact it should have been the rod of Asclepius. Hope I'm saying that right. But uh, to me... Both are clearly symbols of the Kundalini force, which of course is the ultimate healing symbol. So I don't really see any issue with using either. Now, prior to my Kundalini awakening experience, when I was leading up to it, uh, in, in the midst of, you know, activation, Kundalini activation, but not yet at the point of like a full uh, rising that took place in one, one moment, you could say. I was really steeped in this topic, really steeped in the journey. And I met with a friend who was as well. And we met at the mall. 
And we went for a stroll around the mall. We got a coffee or whatever and just walk around the mall. And we were looking for somewhere to sit. And all the benches in the mall were taken. They were all occupied. So we kept walking around, walking around. No big deal. Eventually, we found a bench that was uh, unoccupied. And so we sat down. We were chatting. We were talking about the Kundalini, talking about this healing force, purifying force. Uh, you know, that's divine force, Kundalini, right? And suddenly I look up and right in front of us, we're sitting in front of a pharmacy and etched into the window of this pharmacy was a really big, really big and beautiful Kedusha symbol. And I thought, oh, there it is right there, you know, Kundalini showing up right in front of us. This is why all the other benches were occupied. We were meant to sit down here right in front of this symbol and just, you know, sit in awe for a moment. And to me, this was a bit of a nod from the universe, from Kundalini, from the goddess, saying, hey, yeah, you guys are on the right track. Keep going. I'm with you. I'm here with you. Let go. Surrender. Everything is going to work out for you. So that was one of the stories I have of encountering Kundalini symbology in the real world. So another symbol, this one that we've all seen, may have overlooked it. I only I overlooked this until like a couple of weeks ago when somebody on the When Lightning Strikes group had shared this. This is the dollar sign. So once again, we have a slithering serpent rising up the rod here in the center. Sometimes it's two rods, sometimes one rod when we look at the dollar sign. But this is every day in plain sight. We all go to work to earn this. And that's Kundalini rising up the rod once again. The serpent ascending up the spinal column. Okay. Some respects you could argue, you know, we, we worship money as well. Some of us, I don't really have a strong opinion about that, but of all the symbols we could use to represent health, medicine, healing, all the symbols that we can use to represent wealth, money, why do we land on the same symbology here? The snake going up the rod. There's a million different symbols we could use, right? Graphic designers are coming up with unique logos all day, every day. Why do we land on the same symbol? Why are those, why is that the symbol that we choose to represent arguably the two most important things in our life, our health, our wealth, right? Our livelihood. It's interesting. Something to think about, right? So the origins of the dollar sign aren't completely known, but to me, it seems like, you know, Kundalini Shakti, decided to make herself known once again. And, you know, of course, such a powerful and obvious way, hidden in plain sight, you could say. So let's keep going here. So in the first chapter of the Bible, Genesis, the serpent shows up there again as well. So we have Adam and Eve and we have the snake. Of course, you could say we also have the, the tree of knowledge. So the serpent approaches Eve and offers her a chance to attain knowledge, right? Now, I won't go into too much detail about this. You know, I'm not familiar enough. I was raised in a Catholic family, went to Catholic school and all that kind of stuff. But there's people that are far more familiar with the symbology and the different interpretations of this story than I am. So I'll, I'll leave you to do your own research on this. But I just think it's very interesting that here, the very first story in the Bible, you know, is want to do with the snake going up this tree, the tree of knowledge, masculine and feminine, Ida and Pingala, 
Shiva and Shakti, Adam and Eve, you know, the divine feminine, divine masculine, right? And it's not only, you know, some cryptic verse hidden away in, you know, the middle of the Bible, you could say. It's the first chapter. It's the, no, sorry, not the first chapter, but the first story, you know, maybe like the third chapter. The first story involves the snake. Something interesting, something to think about, okay? Snake also shows up in Buddhism as well. Here we have the cobra. Seven heads. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Representing the seven chakras. Protecting the Buddha. He's fully awakened above his head. Cobra hood. Once again, representing an enlightenment. Right? Kundalini. Buddhism, at surface level, doesn't speak about about kundalini very much but it is there if you look into it tibetan buddhism especially kundalini is a very uh, very important force in their practices they deal a lot with the inner fire which is of course synonymous with kundalini we see the symbology here as well one thing to keep in mind even as i go to the next pantheon the next part of the world part of history we look at the Egyptians here, so they have very similar symbology representing Kundalini Shakti with the serpent, right? We see we have the uh, the serpent, the cobra, up at the top of the head here. So symbols representing spiritual awakening, the spiritual process, they, are, they show up throughout ancient Egypt. And one thing that is important to understand when we look at Egyptians here, they made this mask of for Tutankhamun, it was made out of gold, right? A lot of thought went into this. Expert craftsmanship went into this. They didn't just arbitrarily put a snake there because it looked cool. There's meaning behind it, right? There's meaning. It's not just, you know, somebody just deciding that's what they want to do today. A lot goes into it, a lot of thought, a lot of planning, a lot of intention. That's the word I'm looking for, a lot of intention. Same with this, this, uh, sculpture here the statue of the buddha you know this isn't just an artist's like interpretation this is symbology is meant to represent something very direct there's a language that's being spoken here okay it's very intentional so something to keep in mind and this goes for all all the different ways that kundalini shows up throughout religious um symbology it's intentional same goes for of course, the yogis in the in the from India, we've got the cobra around Shiva's neck here. The cobra, the snake shows up all around in yoga. It's very obvious in yoga. Of course, that's where we get the word kundalini from. We get it from Sanskrit. But once again, it's very intentional. You know, this every symbol on on Shiva here, from the trident to his mudra. There's a, there's a snakes all over actually. They all represent something. I. I'm not familiar enough to even speak on them. I invite you to do your own research to see what all of these things represent. But they're not there, like I've been saying, just randomly, you know, as some sort of abstract art because it looks cool or something. It's not. It's it's intentional symbology. It's a language that's being spoken to us here. That's what all of this means. It all means something. So we have to look into what that means instead of, you know, just overlooking it, right? And so that's why I'm making this, this episode here today to invite you to, you know, to, to not to overlook some of the things that, you know, can be often overlooked. 
So uh, let me talk about my discovery of the largest statue dedicated to Kundalini Shakti on the planet in my understanding. So a few months prior to my Kundalini Awakening experience, I was in the midst of a lot of Kundalini phenomena. Around the same time that I met with my friend in the mall and we saw that uh, you know Kadusha symbol before sitting uh, right in front of it. And uh, so, you know, I'm experiencing a lot of different Kundalini phenomena. Maybe you've experienced some of this, you know, heat in the heat in my spine, a lot of expansion and, and energy in my heart, deep meditation, a lot of synchronicity as well. Everywhere I go, there was, it was like I was in a movie and, uh, you know, symbol, symbols and meaning and, and incredible synchronicity all, all around, uh, you know, experiences of bliss and things like that. So all of this Kundalini, you know, signs are, are happening within my system around this time with some friends I, I go to a theme park here in Canada it's called Wonderland Canada's Wonderland and at Wonderland I was about to go on a very famous ride called Leviathan so I sat on the roller coaster there and you know once you, you take a seat you have to wait till everybody gets seated strapped in etc we're waiting for it to launch and I noticed the attendant there employee working the the roller coaster and i noticed his name tag and his name tag says shakti as soon as i noticed that boom we blast it off so incredible roller coaster ride you know i saw shakti's name and i'm thinking wow another synchronicity shakti's with me she's she's supporting me she's guiding me she's letting me know she's always with me i'm taking care of i'm on the right track which by the way that's what it means when you whenever you notice things like this out in in, in your in your waking life around the world, uh, walking around in the in the world, and you notice symbols of shakti synchronicity. It's the universe saying, "Hey, you're on the right track. Keep going." So we get off this ride, and I'm like, you know, that's cool. And I begin to think about this. Not only was Shakti's name, the attendant, you know, a nod from the universe, from Shakti, from the divine mother. There was more to it as well now shakti by the way i i spoke to a friend about shakti and through a friend i i confirmed that that was actually his name a friend of mine worked at wonderland along with this guy and you know i wasn't you know just like making things up or anything i was like yeah okay his name is actually shakti he's a real person <laughs> so the realization didn't stop there just with shakti next i thought about the name leviathan so i look it up i see on wikipedia leviathan it's the sea snake. It's the sea serpent. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting, I think. So then I think a little bit more. And I realize that Leviathan, the sea snake, the roller coaster, has a certain amount of bumps, of drops. So I count those drops. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drops representing the seven chakras. So this is where, or how I came to conclude that the Leviathan roller coaster is the largest statue dedicated to Kundalini Shakti in the world. And not only is it a statue, it is a functional machine and experience simulating the Kundalini process, the roller coaster ride of the Kundalini process, the ups and downs the fear, the you know, the lessons involved in 
Just letting go and enjoying the ride, knowing that you're safe, knowing that Shakti and his team of attendants strapped you in, made you safe, trusting in the whole journey, knowing that you're safe, knowing that it's all going to work out, you're going to arrive, and you're going to come back if you happen to you know, go down into the void, you'll return ups and downs that's the journey so this statue here leviathan kundalini shakti i feel like you know one of those people who have a little bit of an obsession with roller coasters you know they kind of worship them i kind of worship this roller coaster sometimes i'll drive by and it's really huge it towers over over the skyline and i remember you know that's that's kundalini shakti it's the largest statue the largest depiction of kundalini in the world so I don't necessarily think that the designers of this roller coaster, the engineers, the marketing people, I don't think that, you know, they were aware of, of, uh, you know, Kundalini Shakti. I don't think so. I don't think they designed the seven bumps to represent the seven chakras. I don't think they had a meeting where they decided all this kind of stuff. I think that they were just divinely inspired, right? They went into a sort of channeled state, probably unconsciously. And they feel, you know, sort of inspiration to call it Leviathan and to design it in a certain way. And that's Kundalini Shakti inspiring them as artists, as creators, to bring this forth. Because all creation, which I spoke about in another part of this series where I speak about channeling and creativity, all of it comes as a result of Kundalini Shakti. Whether a person is, is dealing with awakened Kundalini or not, whether they're spiritual or not, all creation is a result of Shakti. Because Kundalini Shakti isn't just limited to spiritual people yogis and monks and you know hippies it's all over that's all there is is kundalini everything you see is kundalini and so if she wants to express herself in a way she can inspire anybody they don't have to have anything to do with spirituality and yoga and meditation it'll still come through and that's what happened here if you ask me so this is the greatest statue representing kundalini shakti you can visit it in ontario it's called wonderland you can check it out so just like how they, the engineers, the marketing people were were inspired to, you know, bring this, this Leviathan, this depiction of Kundalini Shakti forth, I think the same goes for those who decided to use the other symbols for the healthcare field, the dollar sign, the people who decided on those things, they didn't say, you know, let's do it because this is you know, going to represent Kundalini. I think they were just divinely inspired to do it. And they said, yeah, let's just go with this. The idea came to them and they just went with it because they were compelled to, okay? So the same way that, you know, anything is channeled, anything is channeled. So maybe I'm a crazy person trying to superimpose my favorite topic onto the world, trying to give meaning to things that have no meaning. Maybe what I call synchronicity, what I call divine inspiration, you know, when I call Kundalini showing herself, revealing herself to me is merely coincidence, chance, and all of this can be explained as just being random and arbitrary experiences. Maybe that's the case. I'm open to that possibility. You know, I totally understand that some of this is so far out and unbelievable. And, you know, it's very easy to scoff at and dismiss as just, you know, one guy coming and putting meaning onto things that have no meaning, you know, if we look for things in the world, 
uh, with our bias, we can usually find things to represent and support our biases. Sure, maybe so. I do my best to employ discernment, to employ skepticism, to be rational, to be reasonable, uh, to be grounded as well. And so I invite you to just, you know, you use your own judgment, use your own discernment, you know, decide what all this is really is, you know, what is the Kedusha symbol representing health, the dollar sign? What is it about, you know, the Buddha sitting under the cobra, the pharaohs having the cobra? The serpent being in Genesis. What all? What is all this? Why is it showing up so many times all around the world with similar themes? You know, spiritual themes. What's what's the purpose behind this? I'll let you be the judge of that. I would love to hear your own thoughts about it. If you have any interesting encounters with Kundalini in your life as well, let me know. I'm I'm always fascinated by these stories. They they bring me a lot of great devotion and surrender in my heart when I when I hear these things, when I contemplate these things. The power and the the magic of Shakti, of this journey and how incredible it is. I'm humbled to be a part of it, to be able to enjoy the living poetry of all of this. So, you know, I've given you some of the pieces. Maybe you have other pieces on your on your own end there that you can sort of piece together and see how do they fit for you. Let me know your thoughts, leave comments, send me some feedback over email if you like, I'll get back to you as well. You can also check out Brent Spirit for more free content just like this. You can go to brentspirit.com where you can contact me with any questions about your journey. You can find out how to meet with me one-on-one -on -one to discuss your spiritual awakening, discuss your Kundalini process and challenges. And if you feel called, you can also make a donation there to support this work as well. I really thank you for your attention today. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. And until next time, I'll catch you later. Much love and peace.